Hi, and thank you for tuning in to Everyday Colloquies. I am your conversationalist, Chantel. Haunting stories, ghosts and goblins, witches, skeletons, the dead, monsters, pumpkins, darkness, death, murder, mystery, and intrigue, all things Halloween. We are so obsessed with death and dying, except when it comes to its reality, of course. We are a very Halloween-crazed country. The universal consensus of Halloween's origin is Samhain of the Celts. Samhain literally means summer's end. And the celebrations began on October 31st, marking the beginning of winter and the darker half of the year, or what we refer to as daylight saving time. These festivals were celebrated with bonfires, which were thought to have special protective features and warded off the evil spirits. This pagan holiday also involved animal and food sacrifices made to Celtic gods and was a time of communing and honoring the dead. Locals would celebrate by the fire dressed in costumes of beasts and monsters to protect them from the evil spirits. Fortune-telling and haunting stories were often told as well by the fire. The villagers would also leave their doors open with gifts of food and goods to invite the good spirits in. Although Halloween originated as a pagan holiday, years later, Pope Boniface IV and Pope Gregory III looked to monetize this holiday, as we do with all others, by mirroring it with Christianity. The holiday was then referred to as All Saints Day, or All Hallows, hallow meaning holy, which is where we get the term Halloween. The Pope echoed the dead spirits with those of martyrs killed, along with the celebratory offerings. Over time, the practice of mumming was incorporated where individuals began to dress in scary costumes and perform a trick for a treat similar to today's trick-or-treating. Another Halloween tradition we carry on today is pumpkin carving. The old Irish tale goes something like this. There was a man by the name of Stingy Jack who would go around town tricking and swindling others. Jack was so sneaky that he even outsmarted the devil into not taking his soul and agreeing to not bother him for ten whole years. Jack, teach me your ways. (sighs) Although the devil would not take Jack's soul, God would not allow a character like him to get into heaven. Jack was sent down to hell, but as the devil had already agreed not to take his soul, he was set to wander the earth for eternity, with only a lump of coal to light his way. As the legend has it, Jack lit his coal and placed it in a turnip as he wandered the earth, scaring everyone in his path. Later, people began to carve their own Jack's lanterns out of turnips, potatoes, beets, and eventually pumpkins when the English immigrants discovered the Native American variety of pumpkins. This is the origin of our jack-o'-lanterns. 
So according to 24-7 Wall Street, these are the top five Halloween-obsessed states. Coming in at number five is North Dakota. Fourth in line is Kansas. I can totally see that. Number three is Nevada, as though they need an excuse to dress up. Second in line is Utah, and any guesses for number one? Arizona. Here are some Halloween rituals that might work for you. If you are looking for love, try this trick. During the 17th and 18th century, women would throw away peels over their shoulders. Still, be careful to throw it over the right shoulder, else it might bring you bad luck. Which shoulder is the correct shoulder? I'm not telling you. But they would throw the apple peels over their shoulders in hopes of seeing their husband's initials. And maybe I'm missing a piece of information here because I'm not sure how throwing an apple peel over your shoulder would reveal initials. But perhaps it was the way that the peels would align as they fell to the ground. So let's go with that. Another trick they would try is standing in a dark room with a candle lit in hopes that their future husband's face would appear. Count me out. But if you're desperate enough, be sure to try one of these two tricks and please let me know if it works. Another ritual is cross-dressing, which we have not gotten rid of, but we did get rid of the better half of this. So not only did people dress up as the dead, but man of Samhain would also dress in drag. They would go door to door as hags and ask for food or hospitality. But get this, here's the kicker. If your home was dirty, the man would come inside and begin sweeping and cleaning and start nagging like a disapproving wife. Now, why did we get rid of that part of the tradition? Because I really think that's like the best part. From here on out, I think we need to bring that part back. All the men, especially the ones who believe household duties is only for women, should dress up as a woman and partake in household duties, right? Okay, how about this tradition? Consider the ritual of child sacrifice. Per some Irish legends, everyone had to pay homage to the Celtic gods by giving up two-thirds of everything they owned. And I do mean everything, including their food and children too. I know sometimes your kids may get on your nerves, but I'm not sure this is a uh, tradition that we should actually bring back. (laughs) To close, I thought it would be fitting to read a poem by the one and only Edgar Allan Poe, Spirits of the Dead. Thy soul shall find itself alone, mid dark thoughts of the gray tombstone. Not one of all the crowd to pry, into thine hour of secrecy. Be silent in that solitude, which is not loneliness for them. The spirits of the dead who stood in life before thee are again, and death around thee and their will shall then overshadow thee. Be still. For the night, though clear, shall frown, and the stars shall look not down from thy high thrones into heaven. With light like hope to mortals given, 
but their red orbs without beam. To thy weariness shall seem as a burning and a fever, which would cling to thee forever. Now are thoughts that shall not banish, now are visions near to vanish. From thy spirit shall they pass, no more like dewdrop from the grass. The breeze, the breath of God, is still, and amidst upon the hill, shadowy, shadowy, yet unbroken, is a symbol and a token. How it hangs upon the trees, a mystery of mysteries. Thank you all for tuning in to Everyday Colloquies. This is episode 20 of 21 to end season one, but I will more than likely add an additional holiday episode. I'm not so much Halloween craze, but I am a little bit Christmas craze. So thank you all so much for listening, and I will see you all next week on Everyday Colloquies.